Welcome to Mike Ferry Strategies, the official MFO podcast. Hear from Mike Ferry himself, or maybe one of his speakers, possibly one of his top coaches, and even top producers from around North America. Agents, each week you will learn how to increase your production to develop a successful mindset, make more money, and get the most out of the Mike Ferry sales system. This podcast is your portal to expert real estate training, helping you become a top producing agent. Let's get started. Welcome back, everybody, to Mike Strategies. Tony Smith here, Vice President of the Mike Ferry Organization, and I am thrilled, as always, to come back and spend time with anybody that wants to listen to strategies for Mr. Mike Ferry. Today's a fun one. Well, maybe not so much fun, but it certainly is a a compelling topic that we all need to address at some point. I think by now, if you've been listening to these uh, podcasts, you understand that Mike Ferry uh, wants you to generate business every day. He wants you to understand what it means to generate business every day. He wants you to learn the skills that are required to generate business every day. He wants you to follow up on the leads that you've generated every day. If you're, you're only in business on the days that you generate leads. And I'll never forget this. It's been several years ago that Mike Ferry introduced it. He actually, I think he released it on, a, on an email to all the coaching clients. He released this email out, and the email was titled, The 12 Deadly Sins of Prospecting. Boy, if that doesn't catch your attention, I don't know what will. And I remember that thing popping up in my email, and going, what, 12 deadly sins of prospecting? Well, you think about deadly sins in life and, and all those things, right? But it is true that there are some sins in prospecting, some ways that we bend the rules or break the rules or don't follow the rules when it comes to generating. and you know, by breaking those rules, your whole lead generation process can break down. It can fall apart. It can be inconsistent and all those things. So I thought today it would be fun if I would share with you the 12 deadly sins of prospecting. And if I were going to ask you, if we were in a coaching environment, I'd ask you to critique or grade yourself on each one of these sins and see how big of an offender you are. 10 being uh, I never offend at all, and 1 being I'm a horrible offender of it. Basically a rating system, right? So I'd ask you to do that. So let's look at these, these 12 deadly sins of prospecting. Number one on the list, not prospecting when you know you should. Not prospecting when you know you should, okay? In our world, we want you to set up a very defined business schedule that covers your daily activities. And one of those activities is prospecting. We recommend that you prospect earlier in the morning because the later in the day, the more distractions, the less energy, the less likely you're going to get the job done. It's a proven fact. Well, Tony, there's more people home in the evening. I can understand that. But at the same time, your energy's down. They've had a hard day's work. You've got distractions coming out your ears. The chances of you actually being consistent. So we, we think about this. Do you know when you're supposed to prospect? Do you know when you're supposed to do do it daily? Do you have a mark in your schedule that says prospecting time? It should show up in there every day because that's what we do, right? I wrote under this, do what others won't do and you can have what others can't have. Do what others won't do and you can have what others can't have. Others will not prospect when they know they should. If you do, you can have what they can't have. I wrote under there, it's your job. You know, if you went to any other job in the world and the job requirement was you clock in in the morning and your first job 
is to uh, clean up the bathrooms of the building and you didn't do that job, you'd get fired. If your first job was to um, answer all of the incoming emails that had happened or return all the calls in the company and you didn't do that, you would get fired. In our world, your job is to generate leads. If you don't do that, okay? Do you ever heard the old adage, if I worked for me, I'd probably fire myself, <laughs> right? It's one of those things, okay? And then you also have to ask yourself, when you don't do it, if you have it in your schedule and you've, you've really defined when you're supposed to be prospecting and you don't do it, how does that make you feel? Guilty, right? Um, constantly frustrated, irritated with yourself, angry, right? Another day I should have done my job, okay? You know, every time you give in, it gets a little easier to give in. You know, you give in, you give in, and pretty soon you're just a person that gives in. Do you ever uh, work out and not quite finish your workout? Pretty soon you're not working out at all. It's true, isn't it? Number two on the list, 12 deadly sins of prospecting. Not spending the time that you have allotted for it each day. Number one is just not doing it when you should. And number two, not spending the amount of time that you've allotted for it each day. Okay? And I have to really be clear on this. You can't let yourself fall into the trap, I'll make it up later. Let's be honest. You never do. Okay. You know, in the Mike Ferry uh, organization, we've been coaching a lot of people for a long, long time. And we've had a lot of agents that come to us and say, Tony, if I don't get my prospecting done in the morning, I'll do it in the afternoon. If I don't do it during the week, I'll make it all up on the weekends. We've had thousands of people say that. And on rare occasions, yes, could you do that short term? You know, be really aggressive with yourself and, and you don't get it done uh, during the week. So you prospect all day on a Saturday. Yes, you could do that short term, but it's certainly not sustainable, okay? We want you to do it when you're supposed to do it for the amount of time you're supposed to do it, okay? We always look at it like this. Calculate uh, what you're worth per hour when prospecting. You know, we actually have agents in the Mike Ferry system that are worth two, three, and $4,000 an hour when they prospect, okay? We also have agents that are worth two and three and $400 an hour when they prospect. We have new agents that haven't even hit the mark yet and they're worth 30, 40, 50 bucks an hour right now. But if you know what you're worth per hour, you simply take how many hours of prospecting you do per year, divide it into your, your, uh, your income, and that gives you a rough idea of what you're worth per hour of prospecting. It's a good way to make sure you spend the time. It's not uncommon for us to confront an agent that we coach and confront them and say, hey, you missed uh, three hours of prospecting last week, and for you it's $280 an hour. So you missed three hours. Okay, you have to think about that. Was that almost $1,000 you lost because you didn't finish the job? Interesting, isn't it? Okay. Uh, number three on the list, not using the scripts in their entirety. One of the sins is we are a scripted company. We understand the value of you learning scripts and dialogues. We understand that if you use a scripted presentation, you can get so much further along than if you freestyle or you wing it, right? And if you don't get all the way through the script, you have to understand that if you want to really get the most out of prospecting, you have to learn to press through the dialogue and get all the way through the question. By the way, have you downloaded all of our scripts off the website? Hope so. They're all there for free. Okay. But you have to be able to get through the script. And we, we teach you to understand what a reflex no is. A reflex no is something that if you, as a prospector, you have to learn to get beyond it. 
And I'll give you this a really simple example of it, okay? You walk into the department store. You're going to buy a new outfit. You walk into the department store. You walk in it. A beautifully dressed uh, sales associate from the department store walks up to you, and they say, may I help you? And what is your response? You got it. No, I'm just looking. And then you immediately proceed to shop through the racks, find an outfit, buy an outfit. You didn't. You weren't even conscious. It's called a reflex. No, they and a salesperson approached you and you said no thanks, and then you went and bought. Well, it's no different with people on the phone. Um, when do you plan on moving? Never. Okay, bye. Right? I cannot tell you how many times somebody will say, "When do you plan on moving?" Never. You get to the end of our script. So if you were to move, where would you go next? And they say, "Well, you know, we were thinking about upsizing." And when would that be? Three months. What? You said you just said never. It's because it was a reflex no. You've got to train yourself to push through a script and dialogue. Use the Mike Ferry ones, by the way. Okay, number four on the list. Deadly sins. Accepting a no, N-O, when a yes is still possible. Okay, prospecting is about being having a, a little thick skin. It's about being persistent. It's about pushing through, right? And when you accept a no when there's a yes still possible, that just costs you a commission. And you have to wonder at times, how often do you lose a commission because somebody said their first no, right? How many times are you comfortable closing anyway? We have proven, we understand that 80% of all closes take place after the fifth attempt. It's been proven. So if you prospect and you say, well, you know, uh, when do you plan on moving? Never. <laughs> well, there's one, right? And you think about after your fifth attempt, if if most people don't accept you as an appointment or that as a good prospect or a lead, and you're not closing, you're missing it because there's a yes still possible. Okay. Our advice is always the same: is to learn how to just try asking one or two more times, and you're comfortable. The only no that counts is the last one before you quit. All the other ones don't count. Are you, com are you comfortable having other people be temporarily uncomfortable? You know, you really think about it. Uh, good salespeople get very comfortable having someone else be a little uncomfortable for a minute. I'm going to ask one more time for the appointment. Things like, boy, Mr. Seller, I would not be doing my job if I wasn't aggressive. Is it important that you hire an aggressive agent? then I need to do my job and ask you one more time for the appointment. When can we meet? This afternoon at 2 or would 4 o'clock be better? You know, that's just simply putting a little uncomfort on it so that you can help them with the service you have. Deadly sin number five on the list. Stopping after the third or fourth question because you're not feeling comfortable with their response. Stopping after the third or fourth question because you're not feeling comfortable with their response. You know, is your objective to make friends or set appointments? Now, we all know that your objective is to set appointments, right? That's what you're here to do. That's what you're designed to do. It gets uncomfortable at times. They don't always go, oh boy, ask me another question. Ask me another question on the script. That's not how people behave. Sometimes they're like, okay, what do you want? Yes, no, no. And they don't sound really enthusiastic or interested in your questions. That should not stop you. You can't let it stop you. You've got to get the courage up to keep pushing down through the questions, even though they're a little bit uncomfortable. It's very important. 
Number six on the list, allowing interruptions to throw you off track. Allowing interruptions to throw you off track. Okay, you can't allow interruptions to throw you off track. You know, there are boatloads of interruptions that could throw you off track. And you have to recognize that the interruptions that are there are always coming at you. Make a list. Make a list of the most common objections you receive. Make a list of those. You know, you have to understand that if you get clear on the objections you're receiving, first it's about accepting and understand where they are, okay? And if you'll make a list of the most common objections and you system or uh, distractions and you systematically remove those distractions from your world, systematically. <laughs> you know, I always had this joke, if you have that, that constant person that likes to barge in and interrupt you, what if you just had a squirt gun? <laughs> they came in and you squirted them. Probably don't do that. That's not a good way to make friends. But the truth is, uh, at times you may have to say, gosh, I am so sorry you're pulling me off my schedule. Do you mind if I get back to work? If you have staff or other agents in the office, I've got an aggressive prospecting uh, routine that I'm trying to make a habit on. I need your help. I need you to not bother me between the hours of 8 and 11. Right? Maybe it's that computer or that phone. Maybe you need to lock that uh, cell phone in the glove box of your car or turn off that computer. Allowing interruptions to throw you off track is a deadly sin. Okay, now we're getting into the, the deep into the 12 deadly sins. Number seven, <laughs> deadly sin number seven. Not remaining focused as you make your calls and your contacts. Not remaining focused as you make your calls and your contacts. Do you have a picture of your goals in front of you? Do you have that picture of what you're trying to achieve, those long-term goals, maybe your short-term goals? Do you have that dream board in front of you? Are you asking yourself before every single call, are you my next appointment? You are my next appointment. You are my next appointment. What is your income per contact? It's another number that we have our great coaching clients track. They actually track income per contact. We have people that are making $30, $40, $50, $60, per contact. So every time somebody tells them no, 100 bucks. Somebody else tells them no, 100 bucks. Next thing you know, you get a yes. It's a way to remain focused to make your calls and your contacts. You know, the world today has a really, they're struggling with focus. You know, every little movement everywhere around, you want to jump and run and look at and computer and phone and dodge around like that. Prospecting requires intensity. It requires focus. It's a deadly sin to trap yourself in an office for two or three hours at a time and just be unfocused and kind of going through the motions. Why bother? Right? You need to get in there, get focused. You're there for one purpose, and that's to set a listing appointment. That's the reason you're there. So you have to train yourself to stay focused. Keep your goals in front of you. Number eight on the 12 deadly sins. Not using your energy and enthusiasm to pers persuade people that you're the right agent. Not using your energy and your enthusiasm to persuade people that you're the right agent. Boy, I have to tell you, if you're going to get into a, a prospecting routine and you're going to put a headset on and you're going to go through the rejection and, and the boredom and all those things that come with, with prospecting, and then you bring low energy and enthusiasm, you're cutting your results in half. People buy energy and enthusiasm, okay? We want you to use scripts, but if you had to pick between energy and enthusiasm and scripts, you pick energy and enthusiasm. 
man, if we can get you to have energy and enthusiasm and scripts, you're going to be one of the best of the best. If you have scripts without energy and enthusiasm, you're leaving money on the table. Okay. And it really doesn't matter if you're not naturally enthusiastic. It really doesn't matter. It's a requirement of the job. If you want to make good money prospecting, it's a requirement. The people on the phone demand it. I always like to think about it like this. Enthusiasm is the universal cure-all. Enthusiasm. Man, a big smile on your face, nodding your head, standing up, high energy, high enthusiasm. That, is, that draws a lot of people towards you. We recommend that you have a mirror in your prospecting area, a mirror of yourself, so you can look in the mirror. Are you smiling? Is your head up? Are you nodding your head? Are you showing energy enthusiasm? Or are you looking in the mirror and scaring yourself? Right? That's not the way to go. I, I, enthusiasm is to selling as yeast is to bread. It raises the dough. Okay, a neat little quote there, right? Enthusiasm is to selling as yeast is to bread. It raises the dough. Would you like to raise your income? Raise your enthusiasm. Number nine on the list. Letting one conversation with one person defeat you mentally. Gosh, I got to tell you, if you want to be a great prospector and not sin a lot, you can't let one conversation with one person defeat you mentally. No, I'm not using an agent. Bye. Slam the phone down. Are you going to let that stop you? Are you going to let one person's response to what you're trying to do stop you from achieving the goals that you have for yourself, for your family, for the people you care about? We can't let one conversation stop us. When you do this, you're placing more value on what they think of you than what you think of yourself. If you let somebody stop you, you're actually letting them put a value on you that's higher than what you think of yourself. That's just not fair. What you're trying to achieve is fair. We call it mental toughness. Mental toughness is your ability to do that, okay? I had a friend for, for many years that would prospect with him, and any time that someone would hang up on him, he would say out loud, we'd be prospecting together in our little cubicles, and he'd be prospecting, and I knew someone would hang up on him because he would say, those nice people forgot to say goodbye. And that was just his way of getting past someone slamming the phone down. He wasn't going to let that happen. Made a lot of money selling real estate too, by the way. Okay. Number 10 on the list. Forgetting that one yes is all you need to make it a great prospecting session. One yes is all you need to make it a great prospecting session. To make it even a great day sometime. To make it a great week or a great month. You know, one yes could lead to 10, 15, 20, 30, 40, $50,000 in income. You just need one yes. That's all you need. Are you so focused on the no's that you're not looking for one yes? It's a numbers game. If you take one listing per 100 contacts, that means you get 99 no's. 99 people tell you no way, right? How much is these worth, right? If you have an average commission that's worth 10,000 bucks, every no is worth 100 bucks, right? You really have to consider that. You just need the one yes. And if you train yourself to focus on that, you'll get them more often, okay? Number 11 on the list, stopping your prospecting on a sour note, which ruins the rest of your day. Boy, we don't want you to train yourself that the prospecting sessions end on a sour note. Don't call me again. Bye. Okay, that's the last contact of the day. You can't leave it like that. 
Okay. Always end the call with a pleasant comment, regardless of what they say. You're, you're doing this for you, not them. So I want you to always end it. Make a couple more contacts. Call one of your best past customers. End on a positive note. Okay. Keep calling until you get a pleasant call before quitting. You do not want to train yourself that you walk away from your prospecting station uh, on a bad note every day. It shouldn't end that way. Okay. If you train yourself to see the wins and the victories and end on a positive note, man, it gets better and better day in and day out. And the 12th deadly sin, the 12th deadly sin, starting your prospecting the next day, knowing that one through 11 are a problem for you. Okay. You can't start day after day going, well, I've got a problem with one and two and four and five and distractions. and You can't do that. Our job is to see if we can have all of these sins go away. Okay, Which sins do you need to make it go away first? Right? This is showtime. It's time to be who and what you need to be to get the results you're looking for. It's time for you to perform at the way you want for the money you want. You have to recognize that this job has a showtime nature to it, and the showtime nature is what provides all the results. So here's the fun. Look at these 12 deadly sins. Decide which one or two or three that you need to fix first. Then fix the next two or three. Pretty soon, you're not a sinner anymore. <laughs> you're not causing prospecting uh, sins day in and day out. If you do that, you and I both know that there's a lot of money on the other side of the coin, isn't there? Have some fun with these thoughts. It's one of Mike's strategies. Thanks for your time. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Join us next Friday for another episode of Mike Ferry Strategies. If you like our show, visit our website at www.mikeferry.com. And don't forget to check out the Mike Ferry TV podcast every Monday for new messages from Mike Ferry himself.